0: Good morning. Welcome to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. Really glad to have you tuned in on this Sunday morning, February 10th. And don't forget, Valentine's Day is is this Thursday. So all you guys, get ready for that. I know I'm working on getting all my stuff together. Uh, I've got a funny story about Valentine's Day. Years ago, when I didn't know any better, I bought my wife an iron for Valentine's Day. And I've never, ever lived that down. So guys, if you're thinking of anything really practical, get it out of your heads right now. And get her something nice and romantic or jewelry, diamonds always work. Uh, Yeah, right. Okay. So it's good to have you all tuning in this morning. Uh, Now, we've got some things going on here real soon. This weekend, starting Saturday, is the Home and Garden Show, the big Home and Garden Show out at the fairgrounds, the Ohio Expo Center. So that's starting this Saturday, February 16th, and it goes through Sunday, February 24th. So that's, uh, what, eight days? And that's the big home and garden show for the Columbus area. And uh, you're not going to want to miss that. We will have a nice display out there so you can come out there and see us and say hi. Uh, But anything you can imagine relating to home remodeling or the home in general will be out there. Last week's show, I was speaking with Lynn Inskeep. She's from Hamilton, Parker. And we were talking about tile. So if you happen to miss that show, you can always go to DaveFoxRadio.com. You can listen to it there. And for that matter, you can listen to any of our previously broadcast shows there at DaveFoxRadio.com. If you want to reach us, you can either go to our website at DaveFox.com and click on the contact info, or you can email us directly at info at DaveFox.com. So again, we appreciate you all tuning in. And this morning we are doing our Project of the Month feature And this morning, I have Tom Eastwood with me, a design consultant at Dave Fox. Tom, thanks for being here this morning. Thank you, Gary. All right. So, Tom, you've been, uh, you're no stranger to construction, remodeling. Uh, You've been at it for quite a while, haven't you?
1: Uh, Yes. I've been actually running projects for over 20 years, and uh, last year moved into the design consulting part of it here. Right.
0: Yeah, and that's really, I love when our design consultants come from a hands-on construction background because I think it prepares you so much more for any challenges you might be up against in, uh, you know, selling a remodeling project to a client.
1: Yeah, I think it's been helpful Mm -hmm. um, because I have seen those projects from start to finish and um, I can really envision it once I walk into a project and we start discussing it with the clients and I can help them through that.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, you've been in scenarios where you've done a lot of structural working, and you can say to a client, or they'll say, can we remove this wall? You can look at it. You can examine the house and the structure, and just from your experience, you'll be able to give them a good answer on that one.
1: Yeah, 99% of the time, we're yeah. we're, we're pretty good about that. So what do you do that 1% of the time? Then? Well, <laughs> we got to open up some drywall and find <laughs> okay, out. Right. Yeah, sometimes,
0: even just examining the structure, you've got to open drywall, like you say, to really see if there's structural members in there, because in this business we learn really quick not to assume anything, right? Yep. Yep, you always get burnt when you assume anything having to do with remodeling. So even from the outside it may look and appear to be built a certain way, Uh, but we've always gotta make sure that we've got all of our I's dotted and T's crossed because once we sell a project and get into the construction phase, obviously it's on us to get that built the way we designed it. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so Tom, um, what kind of
1: project are we going to talk about today? Um, so, some clients had me out to look at their kitchen. Uh, it was a pretty small kitchen mm-hmm. and um, they wanted to get a, a much larger, entertaining kitchen and add a mudroom.
0: Okay. So, they got a small kitchen. How many bedroom home was it?
1: Uh, it's a three bedroom. Three bedroom. Okay.
0: And relatively moderate size home. Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, did you say that they are entertaining or? So? Yes. Okay. So they want to have uh, a larger kitchen to entertain. And there's a couple ways, you know, I can think of to get more space. One is to add on, which can be, you know, fairly mm-hmm. expensive, or it can be to recapture space in the existing house. So what did you guys do in this project?
1: Well, we did the recapturing some space. Okay. Um, when we were sitting in there looking at it, I, I asked them if uh, they would didn't mind having an open mind about this project. And, uh, I then explained we could move it to another part of the house. And that part was the great room where they, you know, had all their, their family gatherings. And um, the kitchen had a flat ceiling in it. So we were able to then vault that part of it. And uh, it really changed the way they live in this house.
0: Yeah. You know, vaulting a ceiling just visually opens the space up so much and makes you so feel so different when you're in a room, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's the exact same size, if you vault the ceiling, you just can, it's like you can breathe. Wow, it's like you got all this headroom and, and yeah. spacious feeling in there. So that makes a big difference in itself. Plus, I'm sure you probably opened up some wall space.
1: Oh yeah, we took out mm-hmm. several walls and uh, it's a split level. So when you come out of their bedroom to the stairs to come down to that level, you're seeing everything. And they are just, they just love it. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that line of sight has so much to do with how you feel inside of a space. I can remember the first house that I purchased and lived in years ago. um, My family and I lived in it for, I don't know, three or four years. And then we added a family room on the back and opened it up into the back of the house. And to me, that was my first eye-opening moment, realizing what a difference it makes when you can see deeper into your house and how it makes you, just changes entirely how you feel about your
1: space. Yes, for sure.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay, so in um, you know, in a scenario like this where the people want to enlarge their kitchen or enlarge any room in a house, um, and we were talking about you know the options, one is to add space, or one is to recapture space in the home. So, being in this business for as long as we have, Tom, we run into all kinds of scenarios and floor layouts, and sometimes, like in this case, you can find the extra space in the home, or maybe the the need for for other types of living space has changed because kids are moving out of the house or for whatever reason. Uh, Or, you know, sometimes that doesn't work and you have to add space, but really the the client's budget and what they feel comfortable spending on the project has a lot to do with that, doesn't it?
1: Yes. So the mudroom that we added, um, there was an outside porch, but it was underneath the original roof. Mm Mm-hmm. But so it was exterior, and I was able to capture that and turn that into the mudroom uh, dog washing area. Great. And so I did not have to do foundation work, but it's still extra space that was not being used properly. Yeah.
0: So that was probably pretty financially... Palatable, I guess, is where I'm looking for, because it already had a roof structure there Correct. and already had foundation. Correct. So you just had to probably do some insulating around the floor and, of course, building new walls and windows and electric and all that stuff. But at yeah. least you had a, a foundation floor and a, a roof structure there.
1: Yes, we did. It had a concrete slab on it. Mm-hmm. And so we did do sleepers and add insulation and we were okay. able to run plumbing and heat runs that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. So how these uh, clients happen to call us?
1: Just by our reputation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was it a friend that they knew or
1: no, neighbor? Uh, or? I think they just um, just our reputation. They'd heard heard about us and seen our signs around and yeah. decided to give us a call. Yeah, on a lot of our surveys um, and feedback that we get from our clients,
0: so many of them say. You know, we talked to our neighbor or we talked to a friend that used you guys and had so many good things to say about you and that's why we called. And of course that we just love hearing that kind of feedback because any healthy company is gonna get more work from referral and repeat customers than they are from their advertising, and that's the case with us and that's that's the way it needs to be. Right. Yep. <clears throat> okay. So We're doing our project of the month here with Tom Eastwood, a project design consultant at Dave Fox Remodeling. And Tom, you're working out of our office uh, right there on uh, uh, Dublin-Granville Road, 3505 West Dublin-Granville Road. So we appreciate everyone tuning in. We're going to um, take a quick break. And after the break, I want to get Tom into some of the... Uh, the design process and some of the challenges you ran into, also some of the questions the clients had up front and and their goals and objectives. So we'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas. Glad to be with you this morning. And I have Tom Eastwood with me. Tom, good to have you here. Thank you, Gary. So Tom is a design consultant at Dave Fox, and we're doing our Project of the Month feature. And this project, Tom, was a what?
1: Uh, It is a kitchen and mudroom, and a dog washing area. Right. So, dog washing area. And it's amazing how
0: often we get into animal-related remodeling, isn't it? Uh, There's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, dog washing area, let's just talk about that for a little bit. What does that mean? I mean, what did you actually do to create a dog washing area?
1: Well, she didn't want to have to bend over to wash the dog that can be um, kind of
0: sore on the back, right?
1: Yeah, and so we took a basin and we elevated on a uh, a cabinet that we were custom building, and we also did steps that are, uh, go underneath it. So you pull them out, the dog can then walk up these steps and get into the washing area, and our clients do not have to bend over. Um, just an easy way for them to, to wash the dog. Yeah, then do
0: you have some kind of a... a handheld uh, faucet to clean the Yeah, dog. we
1: used a shower faucet.
0: <clears throat> okay, handheld shower. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, And you say the steps pulled out and slid back in when you don't need them? Correct. Oh, that's nice. Good. Yeah. So, it could be kind of a multi-purpose sink then. It probably could be used for a utility sink as well.
1: Yes, and we did it that way because there's also a, uh, a toilet in the room there, and we uh, put that in its own little separate room with a pocket door, mm-hmm. and there was enough room to get both a sink and the dog washing area. Mm-hmm. So we created it in a way that you could use it as a sink. Mm-hmm.
0: And the toilet was a uh, drinking fountain for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I say that because I saw this uh, cartoon or this comic in a newspaper years ago, and it showed a floor plan of a whole house the way a dog views it. <laughs> so every room was a toilet except the bathroom, which was the drinking fountain. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> so... Um, But It is amazing how often we are doing stuff for cats or dogs, Mm -hmm. whether it's uh, helping them to bathe or for feeding stations or cats. I mean, it's amazing some of the climbing things we've done for cats. We actually
1: did that in this room also. Okay. Yes. Uh, So we have an elevated drawer system and underneath that we had some custom grates made up for the dog cage so that it was kind of out of the way. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, then is where the cat eats. And then we did multiple shelves and a, one that went around the room with a bed area for
0: it. That's great. So the cat could climb right up there. Correct. And Get away from the dogs. Watch the dog from <laughs> up on his high perch. Huh? Yep. That's great. Okay. So when you first came to meet these clients, you obviously went out to their home to take a look firsthand mm-hmm. and talk to them about what they want to accomplish. What were their goals? How did they relay that to you? And, and what was your response at that time?
1: Well, they they really wanted a bigger kitchen and they were thinking in that the area where it was and they did not they just couldn't they didn't have the vision to see where they could go with it. So they were really relying on us to to come up with that. They wanted the mudroom. They would like to get the washer and dryer up there and they wanted a dog washing area. And in the space that was uh already in the house, it was going to be tough and that is why we you know, captured that uh, mudroom area, the the exterior part of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, it's interesting because a lot of times people feel like they have to have an idea pre-thought out before they invite us to come to the home. But in this case, they were open, huh? They were saying, hey, we need your help. to Show us how to do this.
1: Yes. I'd say a lot of the times people aren't really sure what they want Mm -hmm. to do. And so that's our job is to come in and uh, make a design for them that really fits with their lifestyle and um, let them
0: see if they like it. Yeah. So, what happened there? Okay. You go out, you talk to them, you get their ideas, goals, and objectives. Then, what happens?
1: Well, then I come back and uh, start drawing it up and uh, have them come and see what the, the drawings that we've put together and. We go from there. Mm -hmm.
0: And then they're working with our interior designer through that process as well, right?
1: Yes. She's picking out all the the cabinets and working with them on the faucets and the countertops and Mm -hmm. tends to do that.
0: Yeah. And who was your interior designer? Uh, Faith. Faith? Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. So then that client's working with you and the interior designer Mm -hmm. uh, once they commit to going through the design process. And then... uh, You're preparing plans, you're preparing budget information, and I know, Tom, sometimes when we go through the design process, maybe as you're working it out, of course, you're first creating their home in our CAD system as it is now, and then you're working with that and creating options and ideas for the new design. Correct. And I know, you know, just from my experience, sometimes, okay, you know what the goals of the client are. And you're working at the CAD system and you put something together that's like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is perfect for them. Right. And other times it's like, wow, you know, we could go this way or we could go that way. And I'm not sure which one they're going to like. How did this play out?
1: Well, they did have a budget in mind. Mm -hmm. And so I did one that we could do in their budget. And then I did presented them the one that we're actually doing, which was over their budget. But it brought everything together that they wanted Mm -hmm. and um, that's why they decided to go with that one.
0: Yeah, and that's the whole purpose of the design process is really we want to show the client all the options. They're not committed to go any direction at that time. So really, you know, we want to get them all the information they can get so that they can make the right choice for them. And as you mentioned, you know, obviously budgets are very important to us because it's very important to our clients. And if we do come up with New ideas that are outside of the budget, you know, obviously we do, we want to make sure they understand that and just give them the option of saying, Oh my gosh, yeah, for this much extra money and what we're getting there, it makes perfect sense. Or sometimes they say, I'm sorry, no, we need to stay right in our budget.
1: Correct. And actually, they're holding off on part of the project, which would be a sunroom that mm-hmm. they want to do down the road.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you were able to put together a plan that they, they approved based on what they're getting, and even though the budget was higher, they said yes, that's worth it. Let's do this. Correct. So, is this project complete yet, or are we underway? It's In paint stage. It's in paint stage. Okay, yep. so it's getting close to the end. So yes. All the drywall's up. Uh, is the finished flooring in yet? Yep. Okay. That's all done. Okay.
1: So they're they're living in it and using it and enjoying it. Great.
0: Okay. So, what all do we have to do then to button this one up?
1: Just uh, the final paint stages, um, the dog washing area, they're putting the final touches on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they'll be fully in. Did we put the dog wash area through any
0: test runs? Uh, not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, so what particular challenges did you have in this project?
1: Well, when we got it all opened up, the uh, roof rafters did not meet code for the today's standards, uh, so we had to beef those up so we can get more insulation in there. Uh, there was some framing that was hidden that was not done properly, so okay. we had to add some beams in there. Um, that was the main challenge on this one.
0: Yeah, and you know that can be really kind of uh, it can disturb some clients when we open stuff up and find things we didn't expect. And I know in our specs, Tom, we always try to put in there that if there's hidden conditions you know that we can't see because obviously in remodeling when we open walls up we get surprised a lot of times at what we see and as you mentioned you found some framing that was done uh, improperly correct or uh, the roof system there were some structural issues whatever yeah so when we open these things up and find this Uh, I mean, sometimes in remodeling that happens, not all the time, but sometimes it does.
1: Yeah, that is correct. Um, this was pretty blatantly obvious that it wasn't right. So they, they understood (laughs) (laughs) they Mm -hmm. they could see it and we had to, we definitely had to do some stuff to make it stronger. Mm
0: -hmm. Great. Okay. So, um, and as, as I say, in our specs, we're going to put a little warning in there saying, if we find something unforeseen that will be an additional cost and we'll address that we come across that. So, the scenario there is typically we open it up, we see what we were up against, we do a budget on what it's going to cost to correct it, mm-hmm. and we get with the client, make them aware of the whole scenario, and then they can say yes, obviously let's do it. We approve it, or they can say whoa, is there some other idea or whatever. So, anyways, right. we have to work together in that situation. Okay, Tom, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we to get into a little bit more about their um, their choices. Um, and especially their design choices. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas, and really glad to have you tuning in this Sunday morning. And again, don't forget, Valentine's Day is coming up on Thursday. So, guys, get all your stuff ready. Make sure you have a great presentation for your wives, and you'll have a happy wife and a happy life, right? Okay, so I've got Tom with me this morning, Tom Eastwood. He's a design consultant at Dave Fox Design Builder Remodelers. So, Tom, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Gary. And we're talking about this project where you um, met a client who needed a larger kitchen because they wanted to entertain more and have a little bit of elbow room, mm-hmm. right, when they're entertaining because obviously when you have people over, they're always hanging out in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, they love to bake Christmas cookies especially, oh, yeah. and they have uh, several of the kids over and they just bake all day long. And really? She wanted more space for that.
0: Okay. Sounds like my wife. I think Christmas cookies is her favorite thing to bake. <laughs> And it's all the my grandchildren's favorite thing to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, so they wanted to enlarge their kitchen space. They wanted to create a mudroom, and they wanted to create a dog washing area. Correct. And uh, you were able to kind of capture some space inside the existing footprint to enlarge the kitchen. And then there was a porch area that had a foundation and roof over it. You enclosed that and made it year-round use space for their mudroom and the dog washing area.
1: Correct. Yeah. Correct. We added the washer and dryer in there, uh, the cat shelves that went around the room that were six feet off the ground, seven feet off the ground, so the dogs couldn't get to them. Yeah.
0: So, so the cat shelves. That's that's interesting. Describe to me how. How that would look, because obviously the cat's not going to jump six feet up. To get there. <laughs>
1: no. Uh, so we created a countertop with some drawers underneath it for storage, and then below that was a dog crate that we had uh, custom made so they can put both of their dogs underneath here and close it up, and it was out of the way. And then so that was a countertop on top of that where the cat could eat, and then we had several shelves on the two walls so it could jump from shelf to shelf to shelf okay. to get to the the ledge.
0: Okay. All right. And did so. you have a chance to see the cat actually use that? Uh, not yet. I have no? not. Okay. That'd be interesting, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'd get a little video of that and put it on our website or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <clears throat> see the cat up there perched high looking at the dogs below that Right. can't get to it. Right. <clears throat> okay. So, you know, all, a lot of our clients are pet lovers and animal lovers and, I mean, gosh, nowadays pets are almost like people's children
1: (laughs) oh yes most definitely yeah and they have two dogs (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and she wanted to be able to wash these dogs but not have her back hurt so the dog washing area we did a a special cabinet that has um, a stair system that is on glides that slide out from underneath it so the dogs can then run up the stairs and get into the dog washing area Um, we have a handheld in there it's a shower system basically that you can use and it's either a sink or a dog washing area, and we used a corrugated metal to kind of spruce it up. She liked that look, um, so it's it's really looking good.
0: So where did you put the corrugated metal?
1: On the as a backsplash. Oh, and, okay. And it's, oh, okay. Uh, To the ceiling on the back, and All we right. have uh, on the right side it goes to the ceiling, and oh, on the left side it's kind of a knee wall. Um, so it goes up, and there's a, a cap on top of that.
0: Okay, so it'd give it a very utilitarian. Correct. Kind of a, appearance or mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you wouldn't have to worry about splashing dog shampoo on the walls then. <laughs> right. Right. Especially if the dog shakes, right? Yep. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: <laughs> you just have to worry about wiping all that off your clothes after the dog shakes. Right. Okay. So uh, talk to us about some of the other materials that were used. I know when you're doing a kitchen project and even in the mudroom uh, and laundry area, materials... Uh, have such an influence over how the whole project looks. I mean, they, they control texture, they control color. Uh, mm-hmm. What kind of materials were used in this project?
1: Well, the countertops in the mudroom, she, we went with a uh, stainless steel, mm-hmm. uh, t- so it has that industrial look in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside in the kitchen area, uh, we used uh, an oak cabinet, and it just came out beautiful. We've got oak flooring. We ended up changing out all of the trim because they had basic trim, and she really okay. liked that craftsman style, so we ended up changing all the doors and the, the casing and base, all that trim to a, a craftsman style.
0: I see. Okay, so all the interior and exterior, exterior doors Correct. were changed? Okay, so were they like a flat panel door?
1: Uh, Yeah, three panel. Okay. Flat. Yeah. So...
0: Really, so kind of a distinctive look and a craftsman look. Yep, yeah, and the craftsman trim. So that does make such an amazing difference. I mean, it's amazing just the difference wall treatments and moldings and doors can make in a home. So you mentioned all this, it had just the traditional probably two-and-a-quarter-inch casing and yes. three-and-a-quarter-inch base. And
1: yeah, just your traditional stuff that you'd walk in and see in an everyday home. And they they didn't want that. They wanted to have a little more pizzazz.
0: Sure. Yeah, and that sure makes a difference. Uh, how about the finishes? Uh, you mentioned they were oak cabinets. Mm-hmm. Were they quarter-sawn? Or place- yes, I believe they were quarter-sawn okay. uh,
1: with a little bit darker stain. Mm-hmm. Um, and her hardware that she put on there was really neat looking. Yeah, so the jewelry of the kitchen. Correct.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about oak, uh, and I, a lot of our regular listeners know that my house is full of golden oak because it's a 1990 home back <laughs> when golden oak was king and it was the coolest oak in the planet. Now it's the most uncoolest oak <laughs> in the planet. <laughs> but oak made a big comeback, you know, because I got oaked out back in the yes. years. It's like, oh, my gosh. At first I remember... I've been in this business a long time. I remember when oak was like such a premium wood and premium look, and everyone loved it. And then, of course, they went way overboard on it, especially Mm -hmm. the golden oak. And then it's like everybody, I think, was oaked out, and they didn't want to see another oak board in their life, they were thinking. (laughs) But then now oak has come back, and quarter sawn is the new oak, right? Right. It's uh, quarter sawn. Oak is going to have a more distinctive look because you're going to see those narrow, tight
1: grains. The grain looks a lot different uh, and it's just, it's stunning.
0: Yeah. And it's more expensive too because there's so much more waste when you cut a log because Mm -hmm. basically you're just, you're looking for vertical grain and you can't just slice a log in straight shots and end up, you only end up with like two quarter sawn pieces if you do it that way. So milling it. Uh, there's more waste, so quarter-sawn oak is more expensive, but it has a very distinctive look. And so it's the new oak. And uh, even oak trim, like my house, where it's got all the old golden oak trim, there's some rooms where we've painted it and left the strong wood grain appearance. Because if you if you just paint oak without putting a filler in, you know, you'll see the grain in mm-hmm. it. So that's really popular today, Right, is seeing that grain in oak and painted finishes. Even a lot of the new cabinet companies we're using will have painted oak doors, and they don't fill the grain. They leave that grain exposed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's kind of a modern look. So I've taken my old golden oak and painted it, and now it looks modern. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> what kind of trim do you have in your house, Tom?
1: Uh, it's just painted white. Okay. White so, painted. But I do have the Craftsman-style doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for my railings, We, my wife and I tore down a barn that was built in the 1800s, and it was just across the street from us, mm-hmm. and I used that for my railings going up all my stairs, and yeah. it looks really good. Great, great.
0: All those distinctive features just make a house a home. Correct. Okay, so were there any particular focal points in this design?
1: Just the openness of it, uh, and okay. they've got a nice big island to work with. Um, Faith went with her to pick out a table. They've got a slab, uh, raw edge, oh. big dining room table. Yeah, uh, that you know we have a nice spot to put that in. And um, what kind of
0: wood is that? I'm not
1: positive. Okay, but Faith, it's a big Faith live picked edge that one. out, Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so those tables are so beautiful. Right. Yeah, and uh, they're fairly costly, too, some of those big slabs. Right. (laughs) Great. Okay, so uh, obviously all this work has impacted this client's lifestyle, I'm sure, and we want to hear all about that, Tom, uh, right after this break. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. We're doing our Project of the Month feature. I'm Gary Demas, president of Dave Fox Design Build Remodelers. And I have Tom Eastwood, who is one of our design consultants with me this morning. Hi, Tom. Hi, Gary. Okay, so thanks for uh, sharing a lot of information about this project, Tom. Um, So we're going to get into the impact that all the work that we're doing and have done on this home has on the clients and their lifestyle and their living. And I think to me personally, Tom, that's one of the most rewarding things about this work is you you get to change people's lives. I mean, that's just amazing.
1: Yes. Um, they they thoroughly are enjoying this. We uh, moved some doorways around. We added that mudroom, and in the mudroom we did the dog washing area and the laundry room, and I put a door off of that also onto the back deck. So when it is muddy out, the dogs can come straight into there and be washed right away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So... <clears throat> so... Before they had a
0: small kitchen, it was hard for them to entertain. Correct. They they liked entertaining and uh, really wanted to make a change in their home so that entertaining would be easier for them. Right. And have you gotten any feedback yet from them? You said that they are just starting to use their the space. Just,
1: just starting to use so it. So
0: they probably haven't had any big bashes no, or parties not there yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but she's
1: she's saying she's <laughs> going to have several.
0: Okay, Well, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's so rewarding when uh, we design a project, we build it, especially you being you know so involved in the design and working with this client through all these changes, uh, to then turn their house back over to them and see them just love it and enjoy it. That's there's a big reward in that.
1: There is. It is. Uh, it feels so good to when you're talking with the clients and just the smiles on their face. And even though it's a hard project and remodeling is tough on families and living through them, but when they keep that end goal in mind, that prize, it's it's really helpful. And just to see the joy that they get from this yeah. at the end, is it's very satisfying. It makes me feel really good. Great. Yeah, and did you feel like you
0: kind of clicked with this client early on oh yes okay. right away yeah yeah, yeah cuz that that is always helpful uh, you know we're all human beings and we're all different and uh, it's sometimes you know it can be more of a chore just to to, to mesh personalities and work right. through design areas other times it's like wow you know there's just that perfect fit and things go real smoothly and you know that's one of the reasons why we have a, a number of different you know consultants Correct. Uh, Because I know when Jamie, who takes a lot of leads and talks to these clients, she'll kind of get a feel for their personality and their project. And she'll be thinking, oh, I think this client would be great with Tom, you know, and she'll say, Tom, I got a client that's great for you. (laughs) So that usually works out really well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it did. So what was your uh, most rewarding or I guess the most fun part of this project for you?
1: Boy, moving that kitchen, when I suggested moving it from one spot to the other and vaulting that ceiling, their eyes lit up. They had just never thought of that. And so when I'm able to do that and really just, it kind of blew their mind.
0: Yeah, because moving a kitchen is, I guess, not something that people would typically think of. So talk about that whole process and what's involved in that. Well,
1: we had to remove walls. Um... You know, all the plumbing gets redone, all the electric gets redone. It's a lot more work than just a pull and replace. But it, when their goal is to make it bigger, that's you know sometimes what you have to do. Mm-hmm.
0: And as you mentioned, moving mechanicals can be costly. And I imagine you mentioned that the the first plan uh, mm-hmm. was on budget, and you made another plan that was a little over budget. So I'm sure moving in that kitchen had a lot to do with the over oh. budget part
1: for sure and and then vaulting that ceiling because that that was a yeah. lot of work and redoing yeah. beams and yeah. insulation because it wasn't up to code so
0: right so it's really kind of a whole new idea that you sprung on the client yes and obviously that did affect the budget cuz it's a lot more work but Correct. they looked at it and they said oh my gosh yes this is right
1: they saw the value in it because mm-hmm. they that's their they're going to be retiring and they want that's their house that they're going to be in and they, they want to be able to enjoy it, mm-hmm. and this is really helping them to do it. Great, so when you
0: move the kitchen, a lot of times that involves changing some windows and doors. Yes,
1: uh, we changed several doors out. Uh, we took one window out and put a door in, um, replaced their front door, replaced their garage door. So, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because a lot of windows, like if it was a family room area or a dinette area, you move the kitchen to those windows
1: often go down below the countertop height. We got lucky on this one, <laughs> did you? We did. It is countertop height. Oh, okay. Countertop so, goes right into so it, so the height so, of the window didn't interfere with anything. Correct. That's, so this sink is, lucky. is right there in front of a window. Mm-hmm.
0: Great. Yeah, because a lot of times we'll have to resize windows when we do mm-hmm. relocate a kitchen or move a door, right? Uh, or really, even on in an existing kitchen, sometimes. Uh, it's going to make sense to move a window or move a door Mm -hmm. a few inches or a a foot or so uh, to make a big change in the layout of the kitchen and the efficiency of the work triangle and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So design uh, has so many different elements involved in it. And uh, that's why we put people like you and the interior designers (laughs) together and you think through all the scenarios and and figure out what's going to be the best situation for this particular puzzle, right? Right. Yeah. Correct. Because it is kind of like a puzzle, you know, just it working is. through. But that's what makes it fun in the design process. Um, so then we talked earlier in one of the earlier segments, Tom, about opening the space and the visual effect that that has. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> also vaulting the ceiling, which um, I know in my home, I have a lot of vaulted ceilings and I have a lot of vertical height mm-hmm. in the house, and I, I've told a lot of our radio listeners that, uh, you know, what a difference it makes about how you feel in the space you're in. Uh, if you've got a lot of headroom, a lot of ceiling height, and especially if windows are going up high and taking advantage of all that high wall area, because mm-hmm. in my home I've got, <clears throat> like my family room, I suppose the ceiling's probably 20, at least 20 feet high in there, and on a couple walls I've got ceiling or windows going up. That high, and I can look out and see the trees and the sky, and it's just an amazing feel. What
1: this project did not have all the exterior walls were eight foot. Okay, and so uh, it's and it's a hip roof, mm-hmm. so it's vaulted all the way back in. Uh, being on a hip, both directions, both directions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but still, just
0: getting that flat ceiling out of there. Oh, it was getting extra phenomenal. space in there. Uh, again, even though. Well, in this case, case they had the advantage of both opening the floor space up Mm -hmm. taking walls out and making a larger floor area plus the vaulted ceiling. Correct. Which I'm sure just revolutionized that whole place. And I'm sure that when we get in there and do some after pictures, it'll be a pretty stark comparison between the
1: befores and the afters. For sure. It is a big, big difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Were there any... uh, Interesting um, challenges with, we talked about some of the structural challenges, but how about with products or uh, when Faith was working with them on selections and materials, were there any struggles there or anything in particular that the client had in mind that they wanted to implement in this project?
1: Well, Faith and I really had to work through that dog washing area. You know, she really wanted a concrete looking sink, but uh, for the the basin part of it, and so we it was a challenge to find the right kind that was a pre-built one for that, mm-hmm. that we could use as a sink also. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's fun to get into those areas that you just
0: haven't done before, and you have to do some research, Correct. and you get on Google, and you look at stuff, and you search. It's also amazing, Tom, how our clients come up with stuff that we never even saw or dreamed of, you know, with, just <laughs> right. with, with so much stuff available online now, you know, and they can do searches
1: and come up with products or ideas that right. that are really f- phenomenal. We can do things that we've never done before. We just have to sit down and think it through and say, okay, this is how we're going to make this particular piece work in this project. Exactly.
0: And that's where the years of experience come into play because you can do that and get in big trouble if it's not all going to work. <laughs> right. So, since years ago, we used to get in big trouble. And now we learn through all those scenarios. And now, now we now do we it know right. What we're doing. Okay. <laughs> well, Tom, thanks a lot for being with us this morning. It's been a great. We appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, just want to know that you can reach us uh, by emailing at info at davefox.com. I'm Gary Demas, president of Dave Fox Design and Builder and Modelers. We'll be back here next Sunday morning at 8.